just a little time I have with you today. Are you guys ready? All right. So Mark chapter 12, verse 29 and 31 begins a thought that I had with you guys about three weeks ago, began to talk to you about loving yourself. And there's a lot of talk online and on Instagram and on Facebook about loving yourself and you need to be good to yourself and you need to treat yourself. Come on, somebody. Amen. And there's all these, this, this train of thinking that says you need to take care of yourself. You need to be good to yourself. You need to love yourself. And I say amen to all of that. That's good. You do need to treat yourself every now and again. Come on. Amen. You do need to be good to yourself. And I, I think the devil fights overtime to make us all loathe ourselves rather than love ourselves. I mean, when you get down to the core of most addictions, and psychologists will tell you this, the core of addiction is people don't love themselves. People despise themselves. People hate themselves for the choices that they've made or for what they've been through. They feel damaged by abuse. And so they try to numb the pain with alcohol, with weed, with other drugs. They, they don't like who they are, so they try to put on an air uh, uh, and be somebody else. Can I get an amen on this? Come on, we all went through this in our teenage years, right? We didn't know who we were, so we tried to be things we weren't. Amen? Teenagers, you got to be careful of that. You're not a thug. Amen? But you got teenagers that got two good parents. They got their own room. Come on. They've been raised right, but they want to act like thugs. And you want to know why that is? Because they don't love themselves. They don't know who they are. Come on. I can say that because we all did that as kids too. Amen. Can I get an amen from some of the old OGs in the house? We tried to be things we weren't either. But then we learned like, hey, this is who I am and this is who we are. And teenagers, you got to be real careful. You got to be who you are. You got to allow your parents to speak into you and tell you who you are. And you say, well, why my parents? Because they made you. Because they raised you. Because they feed you. Because they pay for you. I think they got a right to tell you who you are. And the church said, 
I could hear the young people, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Listen, the safest place to get your identity is from the people that love you. And the people that love you have fruit of their love. Who pays for your PlayStation? Who buys you those Yeezys? Them Dunks? Them Jordans? Those are the people that love you. Not the loser in English class. Come on. Not your friend down the street. Oh, y'all getting me on some tangent stuff here. But my point I'm trying to make is when you don't know who you are and you don't love who you are, you then try to be somebody else. If you don't believe me, just get on Instagram. How many people are on Instagram perpetrating a fraud? Come on, standing in front of cars that are rented. Amen? <laughs> Taking pictures at hotels that they ain't staying in. Amen? I mean, you know, it, we, we see this. And what is the root of all this, guys? The root of it all is self-loathing. And so the world is trying to fix this by telling you, love yourself. Now, the message is right, but the methods is where we get things off. Because, see, for you and I, we don't live in this world. We live in the kingdom of God. I here to tell you, you're no longer of the world. You're of the kingdom. And the kingdom works different. The kingdom works different, Jessica. It doesn't work like the world works. Okay, the world has a system. The world has a way it thinks and operates. But the kingdom of God goes by a different rule. Now, listen, I, I told you I travel a lot and the laws are different. I cannot go to Singapore as an American and act like an American. No, I'm in Singapore. I better know the laws. And many of you might remember back in the 90s, there was a young American kid that went to Singapore. I've told the story so many times, but it illustrates the kingdom so well. This young American boy goes to Singapore and he thinks he can just do whatever he wants in Singapore because he's an American. And so what he does is he gets with some kids and he decides to spray paint some graffiti and leave his little tag in Singapore. Well, the Singapore police caught him and they took him to the Singapore uh, uh, police station and they sat him down and they called his parents. His parents came over all in a huff and puff. You know how American parents are. Come on, somebody. What are you doing to my kid? And the Singapore police said, well, we are going to spank your kid with a stick, with a switch. And the American parents said, the heck you are. You're not going to touch our kid. And they said, hold the phone. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you're at right now? You are not in California. You are not in America. You are in Singapore. And the law states in Singapore that if you are caught defacing public property, you are publicly going to be caned with this long switch in front of everybody. We are going to spank your butt. So these American people, you're not going to touch my kid. And they tried to call the American ambassador. The American ambassador said to the parents, and it was all over the news, I'm sorry, we have no jurisdiction there. You are in a different kingdom, and the rules of that kingdom are different. And if you don't abide by the rules of that kingdom, you are going to be subject to that kingdom. And so as much as they got lawyers involved, they could do nothing. Do you know what happened to that young man? He got his booty whipped. 
Why? Because he tried to operate in, a, in one kingdom with another kingdom's rules. Now, this is the problem with Christians. Now you're saved and you're trying to operate in the kingdom of God with the world's rules. And it doesn't work, baby. It doesn't work. See, in the world, the way to go up is to climb the corporate ladder, step on people, you know, use people, whatever you got to do to get higher in business. And that's how you get ahead in the world. In the kingdom, you get that and you get thrown back because God rejects that kind of thing in his kingdom. See, in the world, the way that you get ahead is you save your money, save your money, save your money. In the kingdom of God, the way to get ahead is to give your money. I should have got more amens than that. But see, because you're still operating over here. So even though you're a Christian, you don't tithe. Because the world tells you, oh, if I tithe, I won't have enough. Uh-uh, not in the kingdom of God. If I tithe under this jurisdiction, it guarantees that I'll always have more than enough. And that's why you're still broke. That's why you never get ahead. That's why your car is always broke down because you have not yet learned the rules over here. And the reason we keep going higher and keep going, uh, we keep making more money and keep getting promotions and keep doing better is because we've learned to operate in this kingdom's rules. Can I get an amen? amen? In the old kingdom, you got to take care of what is yours. You got to guard what's yours. You got you to take care of mines and yours. And, and it's all about that. But in the new kingdom, guess what? In the new kingdom, it's all about what you give away. Because the Bible says you will reap what you sow. In this kingdom, what I do for others, God does for me. I said, what I do for others, God does for me. In the old world kingdom, what I do for me is for me. And you're still trying to operate that way in this new kingdom. And so what begins to happen, y'all, is now you hear a message like, I need to love myself. And you're just, you're going to be inundated with these messages on Instagram, on, on Facebook, on YouTube, all this stuff. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Take a spa day. Yeah, treat yourself. But don't treat yourself if you ain't got no money for a spa day. And then try to justify it. Oh, I'm just, I got to be good to myself. No, you need to pay your bills. No, you need to buy your kids some new clothes. Because you're dripped out, but your son looks busted. You got a Gucci bag, but he's got a Fuji pair of shoes over there. I don't know. So we've got to be careful. We've always got to filter what the world's messages is through the word of God. So the world says, love yourself. And that means pamper yourself and do all these things. But look at what Jesus says in John chapter 12, 25. He says, look at this. He says, he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So this is where people in the world can understand this message. Because if, to them, if I love my life, I should do everything I can to protect it, to make sure I'm okay, to make sure I have enough money. And God, Jesus tells you this, in this kingdom, if you love your life, give it up. If you love your life, die to it. See, if you're operating in the world's thinking, that don't make no sense to you. Because you're hearing that and you're going, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, that sucks. 
What you mean? I can't do nothing. I got to die. What? No. See, but when you're in a new creation in Christ, it makes sense. And after serving God for 30 years, it makes perfect sense to me. Because I knew who I was before Christ. I wasn't a good person. Guys, I knew who I was before Christ. I wasn't a person that could pastor y'all. I knew who I was before Christ. I couldn't preach like this. I couldn't travel and help people. I couldn't do these things. But the person I am now is because when I gave my life to Christ, the old me went into the grave. And because I died to self, God was able to raise up a new me. So the person that I am, see, some of y'all knew me. The Labrados knew me when I wasn't a Christian. I am not that guy no more. I am not that guy. They got, probably got some bad memories of me too. But that guy's dead. That guy's dead. The person I am now is the person that I am because I loved myself so much that I said, God, only you can bring out the true me. And as I died to myself, God did something in me. He raised a new creation in me. And we read about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And so what begins to happen here is, is the old me is not me. The old me's dead. Who I am now is a completely brand new creation. Let me tell you something. I didn't even know I had the gifts in me that I have now. See, it's not just me. It's, it, it happens in everybody. I, I, I look at Jackie over here. I knew Jackie before she got saved. Who did I know Jackie before she got saved? <laughs> this is not her. I remember Willard when he came to this church. You are not him. And I could go on and on and on. But see, there's some of us here who have not yet learned to die to your old self. And so here's what we have in America, right? We have a belief in America that we are not new creatures. We're simply the old creatures. Sprinkled with the blood of Jesus, same people brought into the kingdom. And guys, I'm going to tell you something. You are limiting the power of Jesus Christ in your life by thinking that. And so we've got Christians who they're exactly the same as they were before they got saved. Except they go to church on Sundays. They still cuss. Come on. Amen. Just say amen, then nobody will know I'm talking about you. Amen? Play it off. They still talk crazy. They still watch porn in secret. They still sleep with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Yet they go to church every Sunday. And we just go, well, the grace of Jesus Christ covers it all, so I'm, I'm still here. 
Yes, you're still here, but you know what the problem is? You have not yet learned to love yourself. The greatest thing I ever did for my kids and my wife and for you was die to my old self. The greatest thing you can do for your husband, you say you love him. Greatest thing you can do for your kids, you say you love your kids. The greatest thing you can do for them is die to the old you. But we got Christians loving themselves too much. And so all they see themselves as the same thing sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. And I'm just telling you, you are cheapening the gospel. You are a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. If you'll grasp that. You see, we kind of see this when we look at the life of a caterpillar into a butterfly. Now, if you've ever saw a butterfly and a caterpillar, a butterfly is not simply a caterpillar with wings. That's not what it is. Matter of fact, what begins to happen when a caterpillar is getting ready to become a butterfly, it goes into a cocoon. And if you paid attention in biology class, they taught you that what happens in that cocoon is the, is, is the caterpillar literally breaks down into a liquid and becomes a caterpillar no more. And what begins to form in that liquid is a brand new creature, a butterfly. Being born again is just like that, guys. It's not simply God slapping some wings on you and now you're a butterfly. No, you must go through the process of transformation. The book of Romans tells us in Romans chapter 8 that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so we're caterpillars, but we now got to submit to the transformation into new creatures, new creations in Christ. But here's the problem with Christians in America. Ain't nobody got time for that. We're instant gratification type of folks. And so we ain't got time to spend in the word. The average Christian goes to church twice a month. That's why they're average. And that's why they're going to stay average. Because you've got to go through a process, folks, of transformation. And what Jesus is trying to tell you today is this. There is a new you inside of you that is made in the likeness and image of God. There is a you that is an incredible father. There is a you that is an incredible mother. There is a you that is an outstanding wife and husband. But to get to that person, the old you's gotta die. But you won't kill him. You keep him alive. You just dragging a dead corpse with you everywhere you go. When my wife and I were in Africa, we went by a cemetery and we smelled this incredible stench. And we said, what, what is that smell? And the pastor told us, oh, those are the dead bodies. He said, they don't have the same tech. We don't have the same technology as you guys in America. We can't afford to embalm them. So when they die, we just throw them in the ground. And you could smell death all around. And guys... When you refuse to go through a transformation process, your life will smell like death. And guess who's going to smell it most? The people you love. 
that attitude that should have died with the old you, you're going to give it to your husband and you're going to blame him. Come on, just look straight ahead. Nobody will know. You know, you're going to keep blaming him for your old dead smelly self because you still got an attitude that you've had since you were five years old. And you have that attitude because you were abused as a child. You had a tough childhood. But see, if we could just get you to see that you can be a new creature in Christ and you can be transformed by the word. And what does transforming mean? It means you can learn to think different. And if you could think different, you can be different. If we can get you to die to self, God could spring up the real you inside of you. And I'm speaking to you because that's what happened to me over 30 years ago. And that's the choice I've got to constantly make every day I wake up, that I am going to be the new me, not the old me. Some of us here, you are so in love with yourself. You champion who you are. And you've heard me say it so many times before. That's why I get sick of these t-shirts talking about ratchet and righteous. I am ratchet and righteous. No fool, make a choice. Make a choice. You cannot be both. Now, I will say this. There is a process when you're going through that cocoon. You may be a little ratchet and righteous. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it shouldn't last 10 years. Ten years of right, righteous and ratchetness? Come on. I'm hood, but I'm also holy. No. The hood part needs to die. Just be holy. No, but see, some of us, we, because of the pride in our lives, we built up a monument to who we are. Like some of us are so proud of our ethnicity. Ooh, can I step on some toes real quick? We are so proud to be Mexicanos. Everybody got quiet. Mexican pride, black pride, Asian pride, whatever else pride, come on. And we build these monuments up to be all this stuff and we, and we glorify the hood. We glorify where we come from. We glorify it. Die to it die to it. Amen. Now, never forget it because it's always a testimony. It's like I was saying, being a Mongolian and being from South Sac, it's a testimony. But I don't glory that I'm from South Sac and hold it up. Now, that fool is dead. I want to be the new me. Are you catching this today? So real briefly, and I only got two minutes left, I want to give you something today that you can do that's real practical how to choose to lay down your life every day, how to crucify your flesh every day. This is the greatest form of loving yourself. Are y'all ready for this? Real quick, number one, first thing you could do to crucify your flesh every day, it's basic, read your word. Read your word. That's it. That's where it starts. Now, I know you got a bunch of excuses why you don't read the word. Well, pastor, I'm too busy. I just be tired when I get off of work. No, can I tell you the number one reason you don't read the word? It's because the old you is in control. That's the only reason. Every day I got to fight one battle to make sure the Sergio from South Sac don't wake up and I stay in the spirit. And one way I do that is every day choosing the Bible. Can I be honest with you today? There's some days I don't want to read it. 
I want to scroll on my phone. Just like you. I want to watch some TV. Come on, I want to do anything else but read my Bible. Is there any other honest people here that might feel the same way? All that battle is, is my old self wrestling with the new self. What am I going to do? And every day that I choose to read his word is a day that I put that thing back in the grave. Second thing I got to do every day. Y'all ready for this? Pray. Pray. Now, what's the first thing you're asked when, you, when you're asked, did you pray today? Have you been in prayer? Ah, oh, yeah, I've just been busy and we throw all these excuses up and we say, no, the reason we don't pray is because the old you is in control. And so one way I step into being in Christ, the new creation, is when I make time every day to pray and be in his word. And it could only be 15 minutes. Come on, a fight don't take long. I know you could pray longer if you want, but let's just start. Give God 15 minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Come on, open that word even when you don't want to. And you, sometimes you got you to gotta know you're in a fight. Sometimes I slam open my iPad. I'm going to read this word today. I'm going to read it because I don't feel like it. I'm going to read it, and I read it out loud with an attitude. Ugh, I'm reading the Bible today. And sometimes I'll pray in tongues like, kata. no, I'm going to pray today. I love to pray. Ha ha, I love it. Because I got to talk to myself. That's how I keep the old me in that grave. Amen? Or I can be like some of you and just not do it and make excuses and keep the old me alive. And the last thing is this. This is real simple. It goes deeper than this. And then when I come back, I'll get more into it. The last thing you can do to crucify your flesh every day, submit to his word. Submit to his word. Now, this is where it gets deeper, right? Because where you're at, you have an opportunity every day. Will you obey God or won't you? The Bible says to be sober-minded, but you have a decision when you leave here today. You could call your weed dealer. You could go to the dispensary, and you could go, man, let me get a little weed just to take the edge off today. I'm feeling a little some kind of way because I didn't have a dad, so let me go get some weed and feel a little better. Is this too real for you? So here's where you get to go, but you know what? That's what I want to do, but the Bible tells me to be sober-minded at all times. So because God's word says that, I ain't calling my weed dealer anymore. Matter of fact, I'm getting his number out of my phone. I'm gonna stop following him on Instagram. That's a word for somebody in here. See, that's what's submitting to his word. And every day you win a battle like that, the old you stays in the grave. The old you stays in the grave. And guess what begins to happen? You begin to walk in the newness of Christ. I, I want to encourage you to read Romans chapter 8 on your own because it says a few things that are going to happen for you when you live in, in the new creature in Christ. It says that there are, there are going to be things that, that come, happen to your life. And when you're walking in the new creation, number one, it says you'll no longer walk under condemnation. Can I give you a translation of what that means? Depression will leave your life. You know why you're depressed? Because you're living in two kingdoms. And it ain't working. It ain't working. 
And so the Bible says, when I walk in the spirit, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Where there's no condemnation, there's no depression. You know what else begins to happen? Romans chapter 8 also says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free from the law of sin and death. We've got so many Christians still bound in sin. Now, what does it mean to be bound in sin? You sin and you like it. Smile at me, church. You sin and you like it. And because you like it, you can't stop doing it. But the Bible says this, if we could get you to lay down your life and be the new creation, the Bible will set you free from sin. Therefore, you won't like it anymore. You won't be bound to it anymore. And you will stop championing it. You can finally stop sleeping with your girlfriend. And you can finally start going, I'm a Christian. I'm waiting until I get married. I'm a Christian. I ain't smoking weed no more. Instead of being over here going, I'm a Christian saved by grace. God understands, you know, because I'm just human. That's why you're depressed. That's why you'll never be free. And soon that sin, that sin in your life will consume your marriage. It'll consume your kids. It'll consume everything that you got going right now. And so when God tries to present to us a choice, he says, love yourself by laying down the old you and be a new creature in Christ. He's trying to set you free. The greatest thing y'all could do today is put to death the old you. Put him to death. Every day, pray. Every day, read your word. Every day, submit to his word. And every day, you'll get stronger and stronger. Remember, it's a process. Just like the cocoon. That, that caterpillar's got to stay in that cocoon long enough to just be able to be transformed. This is going to take a minute. But if you'll stay in it daily, come on, you know it too. You are better when you're in your word and you're in prayer. And the only reason you don't pray, it's not, oh, I'm just undisciplined. No, it's the old you is still in control. Let's get the control out of the old you. Let's put him in the grave. Let's no longer sit here and make excuses. Let's ask God, to make us the new creature. Boy, I'm telling you, I want to challenge you. Get into that scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, or 2 Corinthians 5.17. There is a wealth of revelation there for you to understand that there is a life in Christ waiting for you that you never knew you could have. There's a marriage that you can have. You never knew it was available to you. But the price of it, Jesus says, you got to die to the old. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store and you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.